Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. I'm telling you, we're in a time and a season where things are being shaken. There's a shaking happening in the earth. There's a shaking happening in the church. And the only way you're going to make it through this season if you got good teaching. If you got good fundamentals. In boxing, I always give the analogy that you can be a great boxer with a great punch. But when it gets down in them late quarters, and your, your, your discipline regimen didn't teach you how to last, I don't care how bad you have a mean uppercut. You too tired to execute it. And what happens, you get so tired, you put down your guard and you leave yourself all open. Even a good fighter know when he's tired, keep your guards up. Even, I've watched even in the game of boxing that there are some fighters who let the other opponent get tired while he was winded and he didn't really have a strategy to defeat that opponent. What he did is kept his guards up. And the other opponent kept swinging trying to get to him, but he really couldn't affect him or hurt him because he kept blocking and kept putting up his guards. Sooner or later, the opponent who kept swinging and not getting any points and not knocking him out is soon tired. And the one who's been guarding has gotten his strength back. And the next thing you know, he put them uppercuts on him that you thought the person who was throwing all the punches for the last two rounds was going to win. But that person knew when it was under attack, the other opponent knew that all they had to do is maintain a clear strategy. That's what teaching does for us. Let's go to Luke 22. I've been trying to teach part two about the problem with the church. And, and, and I want to revisit a, a piece of what I've taught last week. And I can't go deep into what I was going to teach this week because I want to speak right where the Holy Spirit is in verse 31. And I'm going to be done in a few minutes. Verse 31, Luke 22, verse 31. I'm going to start at 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, called him by name, trying to get his attention. Behold, Satan desired to have you. That he may sift you, which means the shaking, shake you as wheat. Simon had no clue that he was under attack. Simon is going about doing to being a disciple following Jesus and Jesus warns him. And I believe this is a time where we need to pay attention to the warnings God is giving us. In prayer on yesterday, we begin to remind people that time is getting short. There are times in our life we don't have as much time as we thought we had. We don't have as much grace as we thought we have. We didn't have as much mercy as we thought we had. There are times where you got to pick up your footsteps. There are times where you got to pick up the pace of getting yourself together. There's times where you're running out of time and Jesus warns Peter here. He don't have a clue what the devil is about to try to do to him. He don't have a clue. And Jesus warns him saying, look, Peter, Satan is desiring to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Take your joy. Take your place. Take your momentum. Take your strength. But Jesus says, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. 
I want to put a little bit of emphasis on verse 32, and I'm going to pray next. I want you to understand that Jesus understands that Peter is about to go through a shaking. But I love the fact, again, that I must get you to understand, I'm glad that Jesus already knows. Tell somebody that Jesus already knows. What this means is when you get ready like Peter is about to get ready in the next few verses, deny him three times, somebody say Jesus already knew. Many times we get overwhelmed on things Jesus already knows. He already knew that Peter was going to deny him. So his remedy to support Peter while Peter's about to go through this denial, he tells Peter in advance that I prayed for you. When, Peter, when Jesus prays for Peter, one thing that it does for Peter, especially after the denial, right? So the fact that Jesus prays for him in advance, it means something, but it means more in a few verses. The fact that Jesus already knows and prayed for him in advance, it shows that Jesus beloved him. Say beloved. Beloved has the word be in front of it. It means to be loved before. That's important to your destiny and making it through some of the toughest times of your life. And I use this principle all the time. I used it to overcome condemnation. I use it to overcome habitual sins. I use the word beloved. The word beloved means that God loved me before. Before, before I sinned, before my mistakes, before I messed up everything, before I disobeyed him, it reassured me that I have a reason to stay with God because I was loved before this thing happened. Jesus prays for Peter and it gives Peter this assurance that Jesus loves him and at the moment of his denial, his prayer means so much more. That Jesus prayed for him and he prayed that his faith fell not. I made a point and I'll make it again. We think many times when people do go through challenges, setbacks, um, scandals, circumstances where they are not up to par, where they do not meet the standards, sometimes we think that they need reteaching. And that's not always the case. I don't know why this past week or last Sunday, everybody around the world thought they needed to reteach Will Smith. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why people thought they needed to reteach him rather than recognize he had a moment of indiscretion. I don't know why they couldn't see that he practiced self-control all his career that got him to the place to win an Oscar and all of a sudden everybody worldwide thought they needed to teach somebody who's been practicing this all the time that they didn't know something. The truth of the matter is when it's time to pray, we're trying to teach. Because there are times people already know what to do, but sometimes humanity happens. Don't give me that look that you ain't never had humanity happen. Don't give me that look that you weren't ever taught better, but didn't do better. Don't give me that look that you ain't ever done something that you were taught not to do. It's not the fact that you don't need to be taught again. You need to be taught again. What you need to be is love in spite of your mistake. Y'all gonna be with me in a few minutes. What you need to be assured of is that this one issue or maybe two or three issues don't disqualify everything good you've been doing for the last y'all ain't saying nothing in here 
we have a habit of walking on the scene of somebody's season and transition of weakness and trying to determine who they are while they're weak or determine who they are by that one indiscretion and we got to learn that when people are going through low places our job is to pray for them y'all ain't hear me today i hope you hear me today i hope you want to i hope you can grasp this type of thing and the reason i'm still excited about these couple of verses jesus is praying for somebody who's about to betray him So what, how powerful is that? It ain't like he's about to go out and betray somebody else. And, and he, he becomes an intercessor for the person who's about to make him a victim. He becomes an intercessor for the person who does him wrong. I want to ask you to go a little deeper now. When the last time you prayed for the person who betrayed you? When the last time you prayed for the person who talked about you? When the last time you prayed for the one who scandalized your name and talked about you all wrong? When the last time you stepped over into a deeper place of being a Christian and a believer and prayed for them? The Bible tells us to pray for them who despitefully use us and mistreat us when the last time we have went to the higher ideals of life and interceded for people who we know ain't doing right saying something it's one thing to help somebody out oh i feel it in here I, to help somebody out who doing well but when the last time you went the extra mile for somebody who ain't worthy of it Oh, and don't act like that's foreign because God went the extra mile for you and you weren't worthy of nothing. So don't look at me funny and tell me I got degrees. I try. At least I try. You ain't tried all the time. You ain't been good all the time. You received something from God that you weren't worthy of. And if you tell your real testimony, you will tell somebody the truth. I don't even deserve how blessed I am. I don't deserve how good he made life for me. When you get real about who you really are, see y'all want to play so don't act like you can't do what Jesus did because Jesus did it for you see if you didn't have it you can't give it but you have it because he gave it to you Oh, he gave you that. You have the ability to be compassionate because he gave you compassion when he was compassionate to you. So don't look at me funny saying, Pastor, you don't know what they did to me. Pastor, you don't know what they talked about me. I may not know, but the Bible still says that you ought to pray for them. At least pray for them. Because while you praying for them, forgiveness is working through your heart while you praying for them bitterness is coming out of your pores while you praying for them rejection and resentment is getting out of your system and some of us are still bitter about what happened because we hadn't prayed for them as soon as you start praying for that person all the bitterness start leaving your heart it can happen five years ago but you're still bitter because you hadn't went to another place to pray for them 
And if we start acting like we can't ever, that's why, that's why the Bible says, when you come to God and ask him to bless you and forgive you, you got to forgive your debtors. So when you want God to forgive you of your debt, the way you get forgiven of your debts, if you practice forgiveness with other people. See what I'm saying? So some of us be acting like we the only person that been hurt. And when you tell your real testimony, you'll come to realization you hurt people too. There are some people who never ever had to apologize. I mean, they'd never apologize and they never had to apologize. They've been perfect every day. They never apologize to nobody. They never tell nobody I'm sorry because they always got a reason why they did it and in their mind it's justifiable. And you better be sad. You a sad case when you can't apologize never. When you never can say I'm sorry. You a sad case. You a sad case. And I, I, I admit I do want to be better. I don't want to be apologizing every day. But my God, every once in a while you don't always dot the I and cross the T. Every once in a while somebody makes you upset and makes you mad. Some, every once in a while your children get on your nerves and you jack them up beyond what you should have jacked them up. Y'all ain't saying nothing. So every once in a while somebody get under you stand y'all ain't saying nothing and you have to retract the words you said because you got too angry in that moment yeah i know when i'm too angry in that moment don't act like i've been angry in plenty moments that i've had to apologize i always get a story about when pastor robin was pregnant and she had a c-section and all the family was in the room and her aunt we, we love we getting good terms now that's why i can tell it we're on good terms now but i i, I wreaked havoc up in there pastor robin still was recovering from stitches and they was talking and i was trying to keep the room quiet and family just being family you know but i'm trying to manage it you know i'm a young father and so i got this husband thing and stuff going on i'm the husband i'm the father i'm paying for this room i got all that kind of stuff <laughs> y'all don't know nothing about that i'm gonna just talk about me Everybody welcome, but don't forget who paying the bill that kind of stuff I got all that going on in me and I'm trying them to keep them calm because she's trying to rest and they all excited after a while I'm telling everybody everybody. Yeah, go step outside and they start pulling ranks saying, I'm the auntie I'm the cousin and all that kind of stuff and I was like I'm the husband get up out of here Get up out of you better get up out of here. I ain't playing Hallelujah. I mean I wasn't planning them. I tell him get up out of here I'm the husband get up out of here and I was a little too aggressive you know what i mean i was still a husband though i was still a husband i was still the father hallelujah but 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 i was a little too aggressive and i felt like you know they wrong and all that kind of stuff and all that it got real rugged in it but i'm like y'all stop stop we fussing but i'm like you stop it and i'm like now y'all got my baby man you know and all that kind of stuff yeah 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 sure did that sure happened and that's you know i get in my quiet time with the lord what do you think the Lord say? You owe them apology. Now, Lord, now, Lord, you must be wasn't there. You must be didn't hear it. You must be didn't see it. God, I don't know what. You normally see everything. You normally hear. Now, why were you when they was? You owe them an apology. Are you kidding me, Lord? I gave myself so many reasons. It's almost like I took out a piece of paper and told God why he was wrong. God said you was wrong the way you handled it. You went too far. And I had to call and I called. And a couple of days went by and I called and I apologized. When, when, they, when I called and apologized, I don't have no problem saying the story. I'm fine with it. 
And see, once you understand that there are times in your life that you sometimes have to practice humility. And this is very important this, to the lifestyle of Peter, who's going to preach the gospel and tell everybody else to get right. Because it's, it's hard to tell people to get right and you ain't humble. See, sometimes people need to hear the message, get right, because I was wrong. I was wrong before. And because I was wrong before, I'm telling you to get right. Meaning I'm talking from experience. I'm not telling you to get right because I've never been wrong. I'm telling you get right because I've been wrong before. See, that's a whole nother message. We got enough people, and I've been saying this, and this is what's important to this text, uh, uh, and I got to go. Uh, Y'all be pulling on me, and I start teaching and preaching. I, I'm supposed to be short. And so um, this is important to the gospel message because there's no way we're going to be able to reconcile the world, and we still avoid our real testimonies. We still avoid, that's why I teach and preach the way I do, because to be honest, I don't want to draw a bunch of old phony people coming up here on Sunday mornings and Wednesdays, but you phony about the, the walk you've been through, the challenges you had to go through, the lessons you're still learning. Yeah, I want you to overcome. Yes, I want you to pass some tests. Yes, I want you to get stronger, but I don't need you to be faking like you're somewhere you're not. Come on. If I gave you a fifth grade test and you flunked the fifth grade test, it no matter try to make it feel like you know fifth grade knowledge. Let's go back down to the level that you are better at and grow you back to where you need to be There's no sense of faking that you're stronger than you are right now If you're not strong in a situation say I'm not strong right there. Come on y'all I've been trying to teach you that honesty of being authentic and true to thy own self I warned y'all a few weeks ago. Well, I tell you I love good music. Stop listening to that song I know you're gonna listen to it anyway, but I'm gonna tell you the truth Don't listen to that song try try Jesus don't try me cuz I throw hands I've been telling y'all I like it. I like good music, but that song does something to me I've been trying to stress it again. I know y'all think y'all can hear everything and never act nothing out I know y'all feel like y'all can create Environments with your boo and your girlfriend and create environments and nothing happens to your body I know that I know y'all I know nothing don't phase you I know it you know nothing don't bother your spirit I know y'all how some folks are but I'm telling you keep listening to that stuff that stuff gonna act out of you You keep coming to the table of that and that stuff gonna act out of you. So that's why I don't listen to that song because it messes with my patience. I go to work, somebody at my job be getting on my nerves. I hear that song. Try Jesus. Don't try me. Cause I throw And then when I'm trying to quiet myself down, I got that song again. Try Jesus. Stop singing it. Stop it. Stop it. Too many of y'all know that song. But I'm just trying to show you that there are certain things, if you don't guard yourself, you'll start producing. If you don't guard yourself, you'll start producing. Here's my final point, and I'm praying. Verse 32. But I pray for thee, that's the beloved, that thy faith fail not. The way Peter's going to be converted and come through this time of denial is his faith. Where does faith come from? Teaching. He already has faith. He says, all I need you to do, Jesus said to Peter, all I need you to do is walk in what you were taught. If you walk in what you were taught, you will come through your season. 
you will come to you. Walk in what you were taught. He says, I'm praying that your faith fail not. And when thou art converted. What? Jesus tells Peter, Peter, you got an area of your life, in other words, that is not converted. You got an area of your life that is not okay. But after you go through this process, see some, fo some folks don't find humility until they fall. That's unfortunate now. Some people don't find humility until they fall. Because before that time, they can't listen to nobody. Now, there's one thing I just don't believe in. I'm going to say it very clearly. I don't believe in being broke and struggling and don't have an ear to listen. Something wrong with you if you broke, busted and disgusting, and you can't listen to nobody. Something wrong. If you can't listen and you broke, and you ain't never changing, nothing ever happened in your life, but every time somebody talk to you, you got all the answers. No, and you got all the answers. Ain't produced nothing yet. Let me put a little challenge on that mindset. It's a mindset. Because later on in these verses, I'm not going to read them, but you got to know the story. Read it at home, Luke 22. These names of these few verses, Peter said, I ain't going to deny you. She said, you don't even know what you're going to deal with tomorrow. You so cocky. You so cocky, Peter. You don't even recognize your weakness. Let me tell you something about yourselves. One of the greatest strengths in the midst of your weakness is called self-awareness and recognition. Even if you recognize, even if you have a weakness, the strength of it is to recognize you have a weakness. Because if you recognize you have a weakness, then you can supply something to cover your weakness. Come on, I know my, my strength as a leader, as I'm a visionary, I can get things started, I can get things pulled out the sky and start stuff and get things excited and get things moving. But if you're looking for me to stay there the whole time, execute all the details and all the plans, you don't lost me. That's not my strength. So I make sure I throw out the vision and get other people who can follow A, B, C, D and get those things done. That's just not my skill. I can do it, but it's going to take forever for us to get to the plan that we got to get to. And by the time we get there, everybody discouraged because it took so long. They so winded. Lord, my God, this thing was long, Pastor Joe. Because I know my weakness. So one of the greatest things about you is you need to stop acting like you don't have weaknesses. When you own that you have a weakness, then you're able to guard yourself and even supply yourself with the right resources for it. And so many times, too many Christians walking around like nothing fazed them. I'm telling you, I'm just not interested in a bunch of people who act like they ain't got nothing to work on. Nothing that's weak. Nothing that needs to be strengthened. Nothing that you need prayer for. Nothing. You tell me you've been in this church for two years and you ain't never been to the altar. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Never been to the altar. No, no, you need to get about your seat. Come on, something should have hit you by now. Something, should, or at least in your seat, you should have been at the altar. If you never made it up here, at least in your seat. Jesus tells Peter, there's an area of your life not converted. But once this area is strengthened, strengthen your brother. When you stand on your feet, I'm done. I believe the problem with the church is not people with problems. But I'm starting my, my, ne my next lesson, but people who don't recognize they have problems. So the problem with the church is not that people have problems, 
Many times we just have people who don't recognize that they have problems. And that's a problem. That's a challenge because we can't help people who don't recognize they have weaknesses. Some of our greatest disappointments is trying to help somebody who don't recognize how much help they need. Some of our worst heartbreaks is trying to help somebody who don't recognize how much support they need. Jesus uses this illustration to really get Peter under an awareness that you got some things that's going to need some work on Peter. You need some work. Tell somebody, I tell you to say it, say I need some work. <laughs> I dare you to say it. It's a powerful statement because because although I need some work, don't mean all of me need work. I didn't say all of me need some work. I didn't say that the car no good that I need to give it away. All I'm trying to say is I need some new spark plugs. All I'm trying to say I may need some new tires. I need may need a wheel alignment. That's, a, that's all I'm trying to say. I ain't trying to say this car that God has made me, my purpose, my destiny is no good. No, no, I'm just saying there are some repairs to be made. There's some maintenance to be had in my life. But I'm not about to give up on my life because I'm in the hand of God. Lift your hands. I want to pray. I feel a humility here. I stepped into my next lesson. The Holy Spirit helped me because I believe humility is the way to go. And sometimes just the problem with church is just the lack of humility. It's the lack of humility. And we call ourselves going to help the world. And self-righteous people can't help nobody. Self-righteousness? Meaning you made yourself right. Meaning you barely needed Jesus to get saved. You didn't even really need his blood. You was already so good. So Father, our hands are lifted. We take pride in your word we take honor in your word that says you prayed for us it means you already know our weaknesses and the areas where we're challenged the areas where we need to be built up the areas where we need to be comforted and encouraged and father you prayed for us even as you prayed for peter i believe you're saying that to many lives today i've already prayed for you about this circumstance I'm going to need you to get some humility. I believe the Lord is saying, I believe you're going to have to be honest with yourself and not allow the enemy to make you feel bad about all of you because some of you need work. And so, Father, we thank you for that level of love today that we still can function in our areas of giftings while other areas are being worked on. Father, we thank you for this lesson today, these nuggets today. Oh, mama. We thank you for these lessons today that we're in your hands. We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days knowing that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him.